Jeff. Like, hey everybody, welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. This oh, is Jeff. Sh- it's episode 210, 210. Hey Zach, how's it going? Chewing gum and sucking on tongues, Dalai Lama. Oh, you live in the mid- <laughs> Midwest. Andy? <laughs> Scotty. Wait, you drinking water? Nice one. And that's how you hit the post. Pass the we're rusty, but not that rusty. That's the best we've ever hit the post. And by we, he means you. Yeah, Jeff. I, that was you. <laughs> it's usually I, on you. It's your responsibility. And you usually f- get up. Uh, wow. It's been too long, guys. We've, we it, have it not. Been a, a few weeks. We've not podcasted. The calendars were not with us. How about? Yeah. They weren't on our side. They weren't. I mean, we're all grown men with various empires to run. And uh, this doesn't happen often. They be running. The empires be running. Uh, what did we go? Multiple. Did you, guys, did you guys see that Dalai Lama clip? I, I did not. Yeah. Suck my tongue. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? Really? Oh. I heard a, I heard a clip too from one well, of the What does that have to do with Dalai Lama? The Dalai Lama was sitting there and he stuck his tongue out and told the kid to suck his tongue. <laughs> and out. the kid did. And the kid did it. Uh, and and I heard it like, <laughs> I heard some description, I forget which mainstream news source it was, that was basically trying to say, this isn't a big deal. This isn't weird at all. It's not sexual. Like, oh, it feels like it is though. Oh. Dalai Lama likes to joke sometimes. He's got a sense of humor. Always kidding. Now it was the sequence was the hug to the now give me a kiss on the cheek. Now give me a kiss on the on the lips, and then the infamous suck my tongue. Um, I'm I watched it. Wait, that was that was the lead up. He did that. Yeah, it's sounding Um, worse every time you say it. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> oh my god! That's a new Guy Ritchie movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Over. <laughs> Usually, this happens at the end of the podcast when things are just going off the rails. No, it, you can't make this up. It's too weird. Yeah, I was trying to think really? when I did zero research, is this some there's some sort of like cultural thing that would make this less weird? But it's been pretty universal. It's like what what just happened? Feels weird. When I tried to find the video because I, I hadn't actually watched it and like a good investigator, I didn't want to just be the one jumping on the bandwagon without actually seeing it with my own eyes. And so in searching for it, all it was is news reports of apologizes, apologizes, apologizes. And one of the CNN reports, which drove me nuts, this, now, what happened may in fact have been offensive, okay? I'll leave that up to the listener. But during this report on the Dalai Lama doing that and then apologizing, constant, like, now the video will be offensive, like, will be offensive to our viewers and and this is offensive and this is offensive. Like, we have to warn you, this is offensive. It's like, don't, just just report it. Don't tell me what to think. It may be, in fact, offensive. 
Uh, but the, their offense put me on the defense, and I just don't like that. And then you saw it, you're like, oh, God! Like, <laughs> the, the best. They should have won oh, more! It wasn't enough! <laughs> no! The best lead up for all this, it's going to be offensive, but let's watch. But they didn't actually show it. That's what drove me nuts. What? They didn't? No. Well, then what was offensive? <laughs> okay, he's, he's showing video of the Dalai Lama kissing this little boy on the lips. Now he's headbutting him. Head to forehead. That, that laugh is kind of creepy. And so, my tongue. Dude, it's happening. He did it. And there's creep, like the laughter. I, I hope it's just uncomfortable laughter. Like, this is what's happening. Kind of like Billy Bush when Trump said, you know, I just like to grab my pussy every once in a while. And Billy Bush is laughing, and that got him fired, even though he wasn't the one that was grabbing. Wasn't his Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got a, I mean, that video. We'll edit that out. I mean, it's, yeah, it's disturbing. It's so weird. And I mean, weird, disturbing. What is happening? At what point would someone who lives his life in peace meet a young boy and say, now suck my tongue? That, that just doesn't... Maybe the Dalai Lama can dance his ass off like Michael Jackson. Or like, you can just get away with it. Yeah, you can get away with it. If you can move Chris Brown, you know, you, you might you might have smacked a girl, but that guy can move. So you don't think it's it's possible Who's that that was doctored? I think Corolla. He do be tweeting. Right. Why would they? Why would they? To, why would they apologize for something? They wouldn't. That was cultural, or that didn't happen. Like, why would they do that? He did it. They don't need to apologize. He he. The video blurred the kid's face out. I don't even know if he's real. <laughs> um. Yeah. So okay. There's that. Hey, what's the biblical response? <laughs> I think tonight when you want to tuck your kids in <laughs> to bed. He wasn't speaking tongues. He was sucking tongues. I learned it from his excellency. little kiss on the toilet for it. And uh, report back next week what your kids say when you say now. (laughs) You know. Oh, boy. (laughs) Suck my tongue? I think my daughters have been taught well. I'm pretty sure I would, I would, they would slap me. I would be hit, struck, maybe even closed fisted. Actually, even better. Don't say anything at all. Just slowly stick your tongue out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Just... (laughs) Oh I, maybe gosh. in maybe in is it Tibet? Is this where the Dalai Lama is? Yeah. I don't know why I'm looking at Scott like he's <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So maybe now all marriages. <laughs> I so regret this whole conversation. <laughs> all right. Who's got beer stuff, or is it bro stuff first? I will say that's not even a move I've ever even heard of, though. Oh no! Like well, I've never even heard of that as a thing. You've never done that with your wife? Mm, nope. Oh, okay. I like- challenge all of you, except you, Scott, to go. Well, you're already home, Andy, and just say, like, give your wife a hug 
and then look at her and say, <laughs> can't even say it. Zach, would you say it for me? Suck my tongue. <laughs> Enunciated like that. Notice I didn't do the accent. You're welcome for that. Oh, I And now that was Scott. I was trying to avoid any racial. And Scott, you can just choose anybody off the street. You can pick any, <laughs> any person in any hot tub anywhere. You know what's wild is <laughs> context. The context of it. Like, okay. When you make out, by the way, listeners, we're going somewhere. Just yeah, we're getting somewhere. I hope you're enjoying this as much as we are. <laughs> when you make out with your wife, or you know whoever, or partner, like for the three of us that are married, sometimes it involves some tongue action. But if you were to like deliberately say, "Now we're going to take turns sucking each other's tongues," like it's the same saliva swap. It's the same people engaged in doing it, and it's all acceptable and Jesus is watching and he's perfectly happy with it, but there's something different. Am I right? You are right. <laughs> I so regret this whole conversation. Wow. I, I, I'm like mildly uncomfortable even thinking about trying that. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that was great. Thank you for the news. Who, who introduced that? Maybe that could be the bro news. Like, bro. <laughs> It does feel a little bro newsish. Bro. Yeah, go try this. Report back on <laughs> feedback, please. Anchor.fm slash BBB pod. Leave us a message if you were successful in attempting the Dalai Lama suck and blow. <laughs> you know the the disclaimer, don't try this at home. But try this at home. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. Keep that, you know, try that DL, keep it on the DL or don't leave us a voicemail. Like they said, Hey, Peter tubers. We haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, Peter tubers. Come on. Get out, get out there. Suck some, suck some tongues. Okay. Right, let's move on. Beer stuff. Who's got the beer stuff? You bringing the thunder? Okay. You you recently we, made an excursion. Do, yeah, what are we do, talking about? We're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're what are we drinking? drinking. We're drinking, and then let the, let's launch that into the beer stuff. We are a well oiled machine. machine. Uh, so, I am. I have brought a four pack of the Gray Wolf. You said that weird. <laughs> I have brought a four pack. <laughs> now we got some Gray Wolf from uh, Gray Wolf. Wait, Gray Wolf. Gray Wolf. <laughs> Gray well, listen, guys, his tongue's a little sore. Company. <laughs> this is from Norco, California. So it's the Hop Wolf West Coast IPA. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What? Wait, what do you mean? Woof. Oh. Woof. <laughs> stop, stop bagging. How do you spell woof? Uh, W-O-O-L-F. <laughs> uh, <okay>. Silent L. <laughs> Sorry, the, the Gray, L is silent. The Gray Wolf that. Brewing Company oh, has a Hop Wolf. Wolf. Uh, 7.0. Uh, it's, what do you guys, you guys, I poured uh Does whole, it list the IBUs on there? The IBUs. No. no I was going to say, let's guess the IBUs. I mean, if it does, I can't see it. You want to look at the can? I'm 50. Keep going. It's uh, you stop by there. Okay, so yesterday 
I I get stuck in a bunch of traffic. I'm like, I got to get, I was 45 minutes. I got to get off the road. I Like it was a, already a long day. So I get off the road. I put in brewery. This, a few people or a few places come up. I see this place, never heard of it. I go there. Just a cool little quaint spot. Uh, pretty tight, which I kind of liked. I'm like, you know, we're, we're in this uh, kind of, not in, it's like a commercial area, a little in, industry and, industrial buildings and there was something across the way and i'm like this just feels like a you know real personal spot and uh there's a few people in there got to talking to chad who's the owner operator ceo president (laughs) all the above janitor it's a one-man show and man he is working hard uh making uh many beers um but i Ran into somebody that I knew from my school district who who bought me uh, a beer. I'm like, but this is really working out. But I had the uh, little little wolf, and it, it's like a 5.0, and it was really tasty. This is the first time I've tasted this. Um, and uh, what do you guys think? I like it. The more I drink it, I the more I like it. The first the first taste was like. Oh, that is... It has a bite. That is interesting. I don't know what that is. I can't tell that flavor. Uh, I almost smelled a little weed when I first <laughs> when I first went, poured it and smelled it. There's some dankness there. Yeah, it's bitter. Which I don't mind. It's bitter as it, shit. It is bitter. <clears throat> I be used... I, I put it at like 78. Yeah. Well, I, I get in a good conversation with a, a guy named Ezra in this uh, gray wolf biblical name Gray wolf. <laughs> that, you know what? Beer. hey that's, I mean, what's better than that's Ezra. what he said nice. and uh good conversation got to talk to the owner chad and it was just like a little bit of history of you know they've been in business for he's been in business for three and a half years and uh they just squeaked through the pandemic um, oh that that means they opened up they think oh wow the world is our oyster yeah. <laughs> i think he said they opened up just sworn he said March eighteenth, <laughs> like February, or or maybe it was, he's I think it was five five weeks or five months before the pandemic. I think it might have been five weeks, and uh, man, he said it was it was tough, but they they canned enough and sold enough and got through it. And uh, turns out people love to drink when they're at home <laughs> yeah. all the time. Can't do anything. Fucking okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, appreciate. I bought the uh, the four pack of this. Appreciate uh, the time I had. Chad, it's good. Chad, you said Chad. Shout out to Chad Gray Wolf. Did you Gray Wolf Brewing Company? Yeah. I know. Did you tell him that he should be sponsoring the podcast? He should give you these for free. Did you let him know you're a professional podcaster? Well, I I did not tell him that. I will be in there again uh, for a different round of beers. Because traffic, man. Traffic is bad. Am I right? <laughs> traffic and weather and weather. Man, traffic. women be shopping. Anyway, it has this. It has a little bit of a piney uh, taste, and it reminds me, it has a little hint oh, of your, cr- your Christmas or holiday grog or whatever it is you make. There's yep. a little bit of that. I don't know what that is. But it go it just comes out and gets you. When I was a Christian, it was Christmas beer, and now it's the Festivus Ale, I think. <laughs> Solstice. Solstice. All right. Gray Wolf for a gray bush. Good job, Jeff. Thank you. All right. Um, 
What do we got? Oh, Jeff might more of me. Yeah, what yeah. happened to you? Oh, we did bro. We, we did, stumbled yeah. onto bro news. Yeah. Oh, I did. Um, I, I wrote a sermon. Oh, good oh, job. Yeah. Nice. I wrote, I wrote a sermon. I'm proud of you because you're practicing to be a pastor. I, uh, everyone knows that. Well, you know, uh, the church that three out of the four of us go to is currently hunting for a lead pastor. And, you know, that search may be drawing to a close, but you never know. So I just figured I got to be on my game. Gaps need to be filled. So I um, plugged some words into chat GPT and I, I, uh, I asked chat GPT to, oh crap. So I switched to suck my tongue. All right, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Oh, I deleted it. You no, I got it on a messaging app. Oh my! Um, <laughs> I asked it to write me a short sermon on overcoming shame through Christian faith. But you missed. You typed it wrong, and you put Shane. <laughs> yes. How do I overcome Shane? Um. Now, uh, here it is. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's not actually that long. But sorry, I didn't think before I said that. It's all right. That's not what I meant. I know, and. And that's a little inside baseball. If people, I'm not thrown by it, Andy. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Do you feel shame now? <laughs> so this, oh, this, no, sermon, is, this bit, sermon is for you, Andy. You. I'm listening closely. To this oh my appointment. gosh, yes, it was. I want a douchey version, though. Is, is Chad G- GPT Ch- on there? I know. <laughs> now, I, should we fill in listeners that don't aren't aware just to make Andy more uncomfortable yeah, let's, by let's, saying let's go deeper. Might loud. as well. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's up to you. It's okay. Um, I had a son that would be 17, 16, 17, 16 and a half um, that we lost when he was four and a half months. So there's stories on this podcast. If you haven't heard that or feel free to reach out to uh, Scott at brosbubbles.com <laughs> and he'll fill you in. Um, but it's okay, Andy. And well, he's still like still closing his eyes. He's still haven't filled in the gap, which is his name was Shane. Shane. And hence my yeah. 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 yeah, ready, shoot, aim. That's what I did. <laughs> so uh how will you overcome this? That is this? actually so good. How will you overcome oh this gosh, conversation, I know. Andy? I, Andy's I guess we're gonna find out. Eyes. Yeah. Is <clears throat> it actually makes us better because be Chad Chad GPT <laughs> has something to say to you. All right. <laughs> my dear brothers and sisters. Today, I want to talk to you about a topic that affects many of us, especially Andy. Shame. (laughs) Shame is a powerful emotion that can cause us to feel unworthy, unloved, and isolated. That's all I feel. It can lead to a spiral of negative thoughts and behaviors that can hold us back from living our lives to the fullest. However, I believe that through our Christian faith, we can overcome shame and find freedom and healing. I don't know if you want, it'll be like two minutes if you want me to read I'll the whole thing. Just keep going so far. Uh, firstly, it's important to understand that shame is not from God. Shame is a tool of the enemy to keep us in bondage and prevent us from experiencing the love and grace of our Heavenly Father. In fact, in Romans 8.1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This means that when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, We are forgiven and set free from the shame of our past. Secondly, we need to recognize that we are not alone in our struggles. The Bible is filled with stories of flawed individuals who experienced shame but found redemption through their faith. Take David, for example. He committed adultery and murder, 
Yet he was still known as a man after God's own heart. This is because he recognized his sin, repented, and turned back to God. Lastly, we need to learn, I like this, three points. That's a good number. One, two, three. Lastly, we need to learn, it didn't say thirdly though, so that was even more human. Lastly, we need to learn to lean on the Holy Spirit for strength and guidance. In John 14, 26, Jesus says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. The Holy Spirit is our helper and guide, and he can help us overcome shame by reminding us of who we are in Christ. In conclusion, my dear brothers and sisters, and especially Andy, let us not allow shame to hold us back from the abundant life that God has for us. Through our Christian faith, we can overcome shame, find healing, experience the love and grace of our Heavenly Father. Let us turn to Him today and find the freedom that only He can provide. Amen. Amen. I feel like I've heard that one before. Uh, I don't argue, can't argue with it. <laughs> no, you can't. Like I would love to know what it was pieced together from. And I want, I would like, it'd be fun if each of you asked the question in the exact same way and see if it, if there's any variations, which would be oh. fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and, do it with Google Bard. coincidentally, we've, uh, my wife had been listening to, uh, an, a, another ser- a sermon series or something on shame. And, and when I, I told her about it, she got a chuckle. She's like, listen to this because there's like, Definitely obvious crossovers that happen, and it's it's not like a word for no. It wasn't like it, this person did a chat GPT that we know of, but that's a real thing, man. What's the difference between like studying the commentaries, like taking notes from other people's work, which every pastor, everyone does that all the time about everything. Like rare is the person that is found the source of the thing that they studied, and then you know, get to tell you it's all people parroting in various forms. So is is that bad? Like obviously direct plagiarism bad, but we all do kind of a version of soft plagiarism when we're drawing from things, putting, maybe putting our own ideas on it. So is it cool just to plug in a question for your sermon and go to town with it? No. Why not? For a pastor to do that and get up on Sunday? Yeah. No, heck no. Why not? Because it's him hearing from God and giving that message to the congregation, not not AI. That's how every, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm being a. You're stealing the words out of my mouth. <laughs> that, that is the uh, catalyst for every single message that a pastor gives. Like there's a, I mean, you're. One more time, you said, "Heck no," because because they should be hearing from God and giving the message to the congregation that they get from God, not not AI. Really? Yeah, that's news. What to do you me. mean by what does like they get from God mean on a practical level? Well, yeah, that that they're they're studying it and they could they could draw from other sources, but to have the message created by someone else, including AI. And, and then them just getting up there and delivering it. I don't, that's not, I don't, I don't like that. It does feel lazy <clears throat> at the very least. It's lazy. Oh yeah. So you would, so you would ex- expect 
if you went to or listened to 20 different messages for like this Sunday online or an app or whatever, that you should hear completely different messages from different parts of the Bible because unless God is aligning everybody to be preaching something in oh, a certain you have to rephrase that well, I'm, I'm not sure if that if how you phrase that question is okay so related let me throw something out there that was consistent has been consistent i listened to a pastor that's in uh the dallas fort worth area our pastor um that has now has left and another pastor that's also evangelical and it's the same topics within in the same message and i'm like they're completely different churches where are they drawing from so there's only so many Uh, also i I think there are like there's sermon kits that you can subscribe to where you kind of tweak it and make it your own which it's got to be it then which feels a little a little weird like there's this thing called the bible that they're referencing (laughs) some denominations some denominations pass pass out that's kind of led by god some denominations pass out a sermon itinerary, let's just call it, where they'll say, hey, this Sunday talk about this topic, and here's maybe some points you want to touch on. There, so, so it's like the chat GPT, it's Chad GPT before chat, Chad GPT. But the, but they no, would, but the, the individual pastors would come up with their own sermon, but just that top, that particular topic. Yeah. Um, I like the question, though. Yeah. <clears throat> like, is, it, is that wrong? Wh- like, where's the line? What, like, how about this? What if he didn't disagree? with anything that was said in that sermon. Like, I don't know if I, I didn't find anything that I like reacted strongly to that was like, Nope, that's way off in what was just shared. But there's a, there's a big difference between doing research and drawing from different sources and putting a sermon together. And there's a big difference between that and poof, here's the sermon for you on the screen by just typing in a question. It's a huge difference. There there is, but like, what if, what if you don't, what if you don't disagree with any of it, though? What, like, what if it's all accurate? Uh, there are times where I've, if I've, ta- you should you should ta- tell if, your congregation if right? I've talked somewhere, it's a five minute, fifteen minute thing, and I've listened to somebody. I'm like, I don't know. I, I was looking for some references to kind of go from and then be a catalyst to a bigger message. And I'm listening. I'm like, how do I even? This is fantastic. How, how do I make this mine? And and then I'm kind of in a, a quandary. I don't know what to do. I, I can imagine that pastors are like, I'm just going to kind of yeah, re- yeah. repeat this. If I like you, this if illustration. You do it, if you do it, uh, say, hey, th- I got this sermon from ChatGBT. Don't don't claim that it's your oh. own. Definitely. Then it's like, how much are we paying you? Like, what's <laughs> yeah. your what's your housing yeah, allowance? Because anyone could do that. I think the, <laughs> maybe the under one of the underlying things that came to mind was <clears throat> if if you have a pastor, like let's pick an extreme. They do this every Sunday. Like they're always getting their their sermons, just punching it in and saying, "Give me something." the The sermon is like one output of their job, but there you would hope that that the rest of their role and responsibilities would be fueled by some knowledge and like actual <laughs> engaging in, in right. the scripture and doing spiritual activities. And so um, 
if they weren't, if they were missing out of that because they weren't spending time in the word and like trying to study and learn and prepare for sermons and that being like a key part of their activities, that would be concerning. Yeah. Even if the sermon was good, I'd be like, yeah, but that's not the only reason you're doing the sermon. I'd hope that this is a reflection of the rest of your, right. your actions. Yeah. Cause this, this was a thing, uh, I don't know, was it two years ago? We might've talked about it on one of the podcasts, but, uh, uh, the, the head, the newly elected head of the Southern Baptist convention, uh, I forget his name, Ed something. Um, Ed Bagley. <laughs> he, he got, uh, he used the previous head of the SBC's sermon. Um, and he, so he was doing a sermon based upon this guy's sermon and he used an example that this guy gave, that the previous guy gave, he, he who told a story that he, this happened to him. Well, the new guy, he uses the same illustration, the same story, but he, he says it as if he was there instead of the previous guy being there. And he goes over the same, this, he goes over the same bullet points, the same, and he gives some of the same, like, wor- like verbatim word sentences. So, so he wasn't doing this like, Hey, obviously this guy did this. I'm going to tweak it. It was like just copying. Yeah. Yeah. Just plagiarism. What a doofus. Yep. I mean, he was acting like, and a then doofus. people, and then people play the two sermons. They're, they're a couple years apart. They play the two sermons and you what's see- the matter. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Get out. You're not the head anymore. Yeah. Is he still there? I think so. But it's, it's like, if you do that kind of thing, that's, Nothing happened to him. That's dumb. Nothing happened. The previous guy comes out and says, oh yeah, that's okay. We, we do that. Like, we do that all the time. And guess what? I bet a lot of pastors are doing that. Like a version of that. Yeah. Because it's easy. Being, doing, digging into scholarship and preparing messages week after week is hard. I bet oh, it is. Yeah. I bet it happens most often with like example stories. A man and a frog were walking down the street. Like, you know, the, mm-hmm. I bet those are the, the most commonly like shared around uh, Sunday morning yeah. examples, just to, which just is fine. That doesn't... You could use it just to attribute it to the other person and definitely don't put yourself in the story as if you were there. Cause then you're like, that's like borderline lying or deception. Like mm, I would remove borderline, but yeah, yeah. And everyone's <laughs> it is plagiarism. Like, I was talking to Jeff a little bit before we got here and it's like, Everyone, so we're on the podcast, we're talking and maybe I make a reference to like, well, some, a lot of scholars believe X, Y, Z. It's like, I'm parroting somebody, I haven't done the actual scholarship. I'm parroting somebody that either did the scholarship or has studied a lot of scholarship. And then I've read a book by different people that are doing that. And it's like, and so I, I have a little, a little bit of trust in their angle on that particular passage enough to like say it and say I kind of think there's something to this, which is a version. It's down the road. Maybe it's a more acceptable version of kind of copy and pasting and just putting things, tweaking it a little bit. So there's a line somewhere where we're we're doing a version of the same thing every time we report something or have an opinion on a news event. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I no, I would say I would, they're they're different because we should be using research that other people have done. That's how, that's how we advance because, because they, like if someone's done 40 years of research on a topic. Oh, I agree. Yeah. They, they aggregate this, the data and then we get to use, like, let's say they, get, the, then chat GPT gets they, to use it yeah, and they, gives it back to right. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is. Yeah. But, 
but they're the ChatGPT is actually writing the sermon. So that I mean that that's, uh, that's what I'm it's, saying it's a different category. Uh, but it's drawing from sources. I mean, from it's not is, really writing it. It's it is drawing from data. It's well, not it's, an actual but, intelligence. That's, well, that's a th- well, no, but it, it it has to have a ground source of truth that it's right. It does it right. <laughs> it's able, what it's right, able to I do. I get is, that. I, what I'm saying though is that to plug to to ask ChatGPT to spit you out a sermon, you should not be doing that. No, I, I, that sounds reasonable. What's crazy is that it's <laughs> like it's like actually salary. two levels of plagiarism that's happening because <laughs> right. ChatGPT in some ways is actually plagiarizing, right? And then you are plagiarizing it, but I don't. I don't. Maybe I feel I would feel less against it for pastors that are like looking for are feeling stuck. They're like writer's block, and they need a little. Hey, give me some creative sure. idea or something to break me loose. Okay. Oh, okay. I can take this little piece. Let me make this make this my own, and I'll kind of move forward. And and actually, I don't think I mind that. Yeah, that one I feel okay about. But yes, it, it just it feels a little cheap. Yeah, if you're just doing that, like, and I don't think there's a hard dude. line where it gets cheap. There's probably a little bit of gray area of crossover of like everyone's gonna have a little more tolerance for what is cheap or not. Do you have something pulled up, Andy? And yeah. I, uh, I was just looking in general to see like, do you remember? Did you remember? Uh, I'm gonna I don't, you. I'm, maybe I remember. Did you remember? Did do you, you remember? Do you remember? Uh, you asked ChatGPT about this glorious podcast. Do you have that information you can pull up? Oh. Uh, you don't have to do it now, like as we're talking, maybe. I think I asked maybe. Bard about it. Hold oh, on. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. I can do it from, with Bard. Is that publicly available? Can you guys access Google Bard? I've never tried. I don't know. I don't think you can, but I can do it. You might have posted that in our chat, though. Or, uh, um, do we want to, uh, I'm going to pull it up, but I had something else related to this. It'll come back to me. I do remember it was pretty awesome. Do you remember? Because of what it said I was. <laughs> well, no, and, and you should, you should use resources because to think to, there's a, there's a, uh, a squiggly line between you, you and God, you, you hearing, reading the Bible, hearing from God and trying to figure out what the Bible says. If you don't use other resources, people that done a lot of scholarly research, then you are, you don't have access to as much information as maybe you should to come to a good conclusion, a good interpretation because they've studied the backgrounds, some of the nuances in the language, the Hebrew, Greek or Greek idioms that by the way, which is ongoing. Right. Yeah. Like we we haven't solved scholarship. Right. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, we discover, we discover ancient works, tablets. Uh, so yeah, you should be doing research and, and th- no one says that everyone has to do own, everyone can only draw from a re- original research. That would be, that'd be ridiculous. Cause then it's like, okay, well, close down all the seminaries. Right. And this, this chat GPT sermon that I read, it's kind of, it's interesting. Andy is like, and I don't disagree. It's like, yeah, that's pretty, that'd be like a standard version of a sermon you might hear on it. And so it, it spit something out that sounded human. And it was from a, a general evangelical, I, I, I could pick parts I want to argue with a little bit, but generally evangelical Christian position. It's like, yeah, that's, I, I agree with it. It's truthful, but is it meaningful? Not really, because it, it's it's a kind of a version of 
you get a pastor that's saying, maybe you struggle with this, but you shouldn't struggle with that because Jesus came to take that away from you. It's like, okay, fine. Practically in my life, the trauma I've experienced, you know, there's no, there's no deep meaning behind it. You haven't earned the trust to speak into somebody's life in a way that's going to help them through. Let's just say they've experienced a real trauma and they have ongoing debilitating shame that's keeping them like literally keeping them down. Just, just putting the Bible verses on it. It's like, it might be truthful, but it's not meaningful. Um, it's kind of an interesting twist. And, and the chat GPT makes it sound human in a way, but it, the more you think about it, it's like, yeah, you could go way deeper on all these things and explore a lot of the context in a way that at least now, and maybe never a, an AI type thing is going to ever be able to unearth. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, and oh yeah, as far as the shame thing goes, it's like sometimes we should feel shame. You do something that's pretty bad. You should feel shame about that. And that should lead you to repentance. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I, I don't think always. I think maybe so some things. Yeah. Maybe guilt. So yeah, you said that. Sorry. But not always. I, I, I just did the thing. I don't, I hate it when you make a general comment that you're not speaking, you're not doing globally. And somebody's like, not always. <laughs> This has been a Zach and Scott I just moment. I did that. I'm sorry. I, I repent. Yeah. Scott, I don't, shame. What, I don't know what it's like to say something uh, that you yeah. should take back. Yeah. Plus, uh, have you recovered yet, Andy? Are you okay? Mostly. You plus, barely uh, talked since then. I know. Plus the line between. I'm trying to log into chat GPT. The plus, the, the line between guilt and shame is probably fairly thin. It's like, are you feeling guilt? You're feeling shame? Well, you shouldn't. Well, I feel guilty. Oh, okay. It's like, uh, but the type of shit, like if you're guilt, if you feel guilt and you like your head knows that God has forgiven you, you've asked for forgiveness, all that stuff, but there's still the shame and it's the type of shame that can put you into a, a shame spiral with uh, uh, quotes where it actually keeps you in the behavior that's causing your shame. Yeah. Right. Um, that That's not healthy and that's not, I agree with Chad GPT. That's not from God. Like, like it, it's a little, the, the tinge of guilt in, in your best health. I, I think all of us in our best health, definitely for me, like if I make a mistake, I don't feel shame. Like granted, it's You're been a, a sociopath. So. It's been a, yes. <laughs> I don't mind kicking puppies. Um, There's less insecurity. It's if like, you're in a really good place. Yes. The, if if I say sin, and it's been a long time since there's been like a devastating sin sinned. in my life. No, but if I make a mistake or like call it even sin, like right now it's, I don't wallow in it. There's like this recognition, not even like, oh, I'm not forgiven if I don't ask. It's it's like, no, that happened. I recognize it. And, it, but I know it's, I know that I know what my worth is in a way that doesn't cause me to be like, oh no, what do Oh no, I did that again. And it, now it, if, if you're still habitually doing the thing, like that's, you know, like Andy said, sociopathic or a little bit in that ballpark. But I think a lot of times Christians get stuck in the like, Oh, I'm no, I'm no good. Like nothing about me is good. And it keeps them being no good for all intents and purposes. And that's not what God intended in my opinion. No, he did not. Well, are you guys ready to hear, uh, the differences between what Google Bard says and what ChatGPT says about our podcast. Let's 
I would years. love it, actually. I'm glad you asked, Andy. Thank I asked you. Google Bard. Google Bard. Uh, Google Bard. Tell me about the podcast Bros, Bibles, and Beer. Here's what it said. Bros, Bibles, and Beer is a podcast hosted by four friends who talk about faith, life, and culture. True. The hosts, Jeff Pearson. That's true. <gasps> Scott Hulbert. Whoa. Zach Crater. Whoa. And Andy McCraw come from different backgrounds. That's true. We true. do have... And different perspectives, but they all share a love of Jesus and a desire to have own, honest and open conversations about faith. Different Jesus, though. <laughs> also true. <laughs> the podcast is recorded in a casual setting, and the hosts often have a beer or two while they talk. They cover a wide range of topics from current events to personal stories to theological discussions. They also interview guests from all walks of life, including pastors, theologians, artists, and activists. Any arguments so far, guys? No. Not on that. Bros, no. Bibles, and Beer is a podcast for anyone who's interested in having thoughtful conversations about faith and culture. It is a place where people can come to learn, grow, and be challenged. Mm. And if you're challenged, you can call us at anchor.fm slash bbbpot. Put your gloves <laughs> on, man. Uh, the hosts are passionate about their faith, but they are also humble and open-minded. They are not afraid to ask hard <laughs> questions or to disagree with each other. I'm right. You're wrong. Shut up, Zach. <laughs> if you're looking for a podcast Shut that's up, informative, Zach. engaging, and thought-provoking, then Bros, Bibles, and Beer is a great option. Thank oh. you, you Google should just, Bart. Thank you, you should write. Write an uh, Apple podcast review. Actually, I Just can technically co- copy paste that. I can technically rewrite this uh, if I want to, and I can change it for the world. No, be a pastor and just I, copy and paste it everywhere. No, I mean, own. I can change Bard's actual response for the world. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to hear? Super scary. Are you ready to hear what uh, <laughs> Chad GPT said? Andy's like, should I engage God mode? I'll just. <laughs> I do have God mode. Uh, I asked Chad GPT the same thing. Tell me about the podcast, Bros, Bibles, and Beer. Uh, Bros Bible Bibles and Beer is a podcast that explores faith and culture from the perspective of three friends. Uh, Jason Lamb, <laughs> Terrence, Matt Whitman, and Sammy Rhodes. Matt, Matt Whitman, Whitman has been in our podcast. Yeah, yes. 10 minute Bible hour. He's a real individual. That's the, hilarious. The show is focused on conversations about the intersections of faith and everyday life. Someone should do a, 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 a parallel search on the intersections. That's that's Matt Women. He actually uses that word in his description. Well, maybe he's trying to steal our stuff. No, that guy's he's good. We should it's get him back him, on. But it's grabbing something. No. Uh, the hosts aim to create a safe space where people can engage in honest and vulnerable discussions. That is not us. I don't well, want would safe you want spaces. Me to look up. Do you want me to search something? Andy? I'm just curious how it's putting those three guys together: Jason Lamb, Matt Whitman, and Sammy Rhodes. R H O D E S. This is not a safe space. Podcast covers a wide range of topics, including theology, politics, relationships, mental health, and more. The hosts often invite guests to join them for conversations ranging from pastors to theologians to artists and activists. That sounds familiar. Yes. Show has a laid back and conversational style. The hosts are known for their humor, authenticity, and willingness to tackle difficult topics. Scott's humor. Also sounds familiar. Bros Bibles and Beer was launched in 2016? No. 15. And has... Grown since grown a loyal following. The podcast is available on all major platforms. Blah blah blah. If you're inter- interested in exploring the intersections of faith and culture, BBB is a great place to start. But the funny one was I I, I looked it up before and it went in. Uh, maybe I'll ask it. I asked it somehow. I found out it was telling us more about the the hosts, and it listed me as an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> which and it said that which made me a little said, bit jealous. Yeah, I think like, it seems like, hey, I'm closer to that. I think it said that Jeff was like a was a conservative. conservative. I remember this. Yes. Yeah. I think it and, said Scott was more progressive. Yes, yeah, Scott was progressive. Jeff was that conservative. That was the best part. 
Not me being the atheist. And, and I was just like, I was just evangelical Christian. Yeah, I felt shame at that point. <laughs> and Scott is a super libtard and a progressive. I would take the the theological libtard progressive label. I mean, I don't like labels because we're more than labels and we're more than our opinions and they can change. But it sounds uh, like a Christian song I've heard before. Oh my gosh. This one's so good, though. All right, here Let we me go. Just, I'll, 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 I'll end it with this. By the way, everybody, we're going somewhere. I promise. Are we? Who are the hosts of the podcast Bros, Bibles, and Beer? The hosts of the podcast are Jeff Pearson, Scott Holbert, Zach Crater, Andy McCraw. So far, so good. Jeff Pearson is a pastor, author, and speaker. <laughs> he, is a, he is the founder of the Renew Network, R-E-K-N-E-W, a ministry that helps people grow in their faith. Dude, that's I think that's Greg Boyd. Greg Boyd, who uh, has a degree like a PhD from Princeton, yeah. who we did have on the podcast. Scott Holbert, writer, editor, and podcaster. Oh, wow. He One co-hosted. Are you, are you the co-host of the podcast The Bible for Normal People? That's what Bard says. <laughs> really? Nice. Zach Crater, software engineer and and awesome. entrepreneur. Yeah. Right. Well, Entrepreneur. And you're the founder correct. of the company, A Better World. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would like to see that. Oh, uh, this is even better. Andy McCraw is a musician and artist. All right, that's yes. fine. Ooh. I'm the lead singer of the band, The McCraw Brothers. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I do not have a brother. <laughs> I mean, I have three brothers. Thank you. The four hosts are all passionate about their faith and having honest and open conversations about faith and culture. They believe faith is a journey, not a destination, and that we're all oh, nice. on the same path. It's a bumper sticker. Faith is a journey. There's so many wrong things, especially that, that last part. They hope that their podcast can that. help people grow their faith and to live more meaningful lives. So there we go. I do uh, believe faith is a journey. Pastor more than Jeff. A destination. Author Scott. Yeah. Uh, software engineer and entrepreneur, Zach Crater. I mean, I like the internet. And uh, lead singer of the band, the McCraw Brothers. <laughs> Dude, that's so fantastic. Go, I go so see that band. Does, do, do these... <laughs> uh, who does all the jingles? The McCraw Brothers. Because I'm the do these AI platforms, do they take audio and turn them into... Text that they can search and then come up with this information. Hard to say. There may be transcripts that are around that they're pulling from. They're pulling from. So we could we could potentially alter the results by saying certain things on the podcast. I also have this button right here that I can click that says rewrite. <laughs> and I can change its answer. But no one else can. Unless you work at Google too. Yeah, we could just sit around for an hour and be like, I love Hillary Clinton. I love uh, Hillary Clinton. That's and then see Pearson. what happens. Jeff, see what Jeff Pearson loves Hillary Clinton. We need to get that drop. <laughs> uh, hey guys, do you want to go somewhere? Yes, let's do it. Want a little speed round? Little, little. Let's do some speed. Little <laughs> Christian speed round. Okay. Now I threw some of these questions out to Jeff you. Pearson, entrepreneur, founder of ChristianMeth.com. <laughs> And lover of <laughs> Hillary Rodham Clinton. Wo- wolves for Jesus. <laughs> wolves. That's so good. I bet that domain's Wol- available. Wolves and hooves. I like to see what that is like, like that wolf pack shirt. And it's like the father said, the Holy Spirit's like three wo- wolves <laughs> all together on a t-shirt. It's like well, yeah, Trinity. Lone wolf. Yeah. Tr- Trinity wolves. We need a good <laughs> wolf pack. Good designer to make the wolf, the, the wolves... Never oh the wolves. 
they never don't look like a wolf. Yeah. But they do look like Jeff Pearson somehow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's enough like anthropomorphism. Oh. Hey, Zach, thank you for using my full name. Like a deep fake. Jeff Pearson wolf deep fake. Guys, speed round. Okay, ready? Scott, I'm coming to you first. Man, it's not going to be fast. What qualifies someone as a Christian? Keep Short, that sh- theological scooter train rolling. <laughs> Short answer? Yes. Like, yeah, uh, faith in Jesus. Andy, what qualifies someone as a Christian? Uh, someone who has professed that Jesus Christ is their savior. Zach? What's the question? And acts like it. What? Oh, oh. That's a qualifier. We'll get to that Chaos. later. I know. Sorry, I cheated. Uh, at what point Chaos. are you? Uh, sorry. What qualifies someone as a Christian, Zach? Someone who follows Christ. All right. Scott, at what, I mean, you know, I'm going to go back the other way. Zach, at what point are you disqualified as a Christian? So in other words, is there or are, sorry, in other words, is there or are there circumstances where you would not be considered a Christian, even though you profess to be one? I mean, the sh- short answer is yes. And this is the speed round. I want to say wait, a lot. Yeah, but, and, right wait, now. Okay, wait. So yes, there are things that w- could disqualify you from being a Christian. Yeah. Okay. It could Scott's you, pleasantly surprised? Could you right name? Now? Could you? <laughs> could you name one or two for Scott? <laughs> Uh, asking kids to suck your tongue. <laughs> what if that's his love language? <laughs> that is that is so. Does it sound like this? <laughs> is that how I speak in his love language? Suck my tongue. <laughs> oh my goodness! One. Wait, where are we at? No. <laughs> disqualifying yourself as a Christian, even though you profess it, were there others would say you're not a Christian? Uh, Yes, I guess. Yes, there are things and there's, I don't look, I'm not coming from it as a like, Oh, you're saved. You were going to heaven, but now you did these things and now you're not going to heaven. Mm. I'm looking at like, what are you? I don't care what you say. You believe if your life, if the fruit of your life is a path of destruction, that's not Christ-like. And so you're not a Christian, which is can be defined as a little Christ. Scott, you no, seem to be chomping no, at the Andy, bit. No. Andy? What's the question again? What would disqualify you as a Christian where people would not consider you a Christian even though you profess to be one? You're looking for a single event? Speed round. Just, just... Just, you know... Actually, Wait, no, you asked me first and then you followed up. You asked me right. what can somebody do? Is there something somebody can do that will disqualify them from being a Christian? Yes or no? Speed round. No matter what they profess. It can be 30 miles per hour, 60. It's up to you. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, well, I'm, I'm pressure testing all my possible responses. I don't know. Pass. Okay. I was. We were inside Andy's brain for a moment, doing pressure testing. You can neither be nor unbe. A well, I like came up with Go like on, seven Scott. different ones, and okay. like, nope, 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 nope. No, okay, Scott. Okay, yeah. So yes, you can. You can. Uh, you can disqualify yourself. Yes, 
even though you're like, I'm a believer and people like you're not a Christian. And I'll yeah. tell you why Scott's going to tell you why. So go over to the corner. Scott will be over there in a moment. Yeah. Scott. So wh- whether people who is God's children uh, and kind of like what Zach said, wh- whether people say you're not a Christian or not is you could take that into consideration, sure. but is irrelevant. Um, so here, Matthew seven, 22 and 23. Love it. Many will say to me on that day, this is Jesus talking. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name, cast out demons and in your name, perform many miracles. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. So that, that right there will say, yeah, you can do things that would disqualify you. So one of the things would be unbelief, but we have other examples like uh, Matthew 25. Uh, Jesus talks about the people that would be cast into outer darkness because they didn't feed someone who was hungry, stuff like that. You have a sinless. Like, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And blasphemy, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit say is one right. of them. Can you say it right? Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So blasphemy of the Holy Spirit where you, that will, Jesus says that that will not be forgiven now. Exactly what blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is. That's up for debate, but there is at least that thing that cannot be forgiven. And then there's sin lists. Andy, can you ask Bard or Chap GPT uh, what is blasphemy uh, of the Holy Spirit? Where Go Paul, ahead, Scott. Paul talks about you know people who practice these certain things, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. And those sin lists are repeated multiple times. Um, you can, I can go on and on. There's like Romans. Scott took the speed round to heart because he is talking fast. <laughs> yeah, that was impressive. Romans 11, Romans 11. Paul He's talks still about going. if you if you like the Jews, if 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 they have if the Jews don't believe, they'll be cut off. And then talking about the Gentiles that do believe me. And you know this. what? Like I could go, I could go. <laughs> we could fly to Ephesus yeah. and Backstab would still be talking. Hey, that, I could go on. And there, there are many conditional statements of regarding salvation in, in the Bible. Amen. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Shut up, but Scott. I don't know if that first one that you gave is a, I have a question about that. The first example that you gave in Matthew seven twenty three, mm-hmm. the I never knew you. Mm-hmm. Because the the title for that section is true and false disciples, so it leads me to believe that the subtext of that is um, some there's something false in whatever the underlying the behavior. So maybe that person never did actually believe. Possibly, possibly, but it's still they're still professing Jesus, and they can be disqualified even if they profess him. But that's different than your question. You were saying someone who believes that they're a Christian or. What was uh, they profess that they are a Christian, but what would disqualify them as a, you're not a Christian and here are the things that would disqualify you. Be, and so it's, how about this? Just, just like make sure we're catching. I'm not, I'm not trying to litigate this, but if I'm someone, if I look at you and in my head, I'm like, I don't believe what I'm about to tell you, Jeff. And I tell you, I believe in Jesus and I, and he's the savior of my soul. Does that count for what you're saying? I professed it out loud, but in my head, I'm like, I do not believe this at all. Well, I mean, I would, I would go to what Zach has mentioned and that is what's the fruit of your life. Is it, I mean, is there, no, 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 no. Like in my mind, I'm lying to you. I'm going to, in my mind, I know I'm going to lie to you right now. Like it's, I'll I'll do a version that makes it really easy. Jeff, I'm about to play for the Dodgers tomorrow. I'm going to be there. Am I I'm actually starting pitcher? I took over for Clayton Kershaw. We'll see. You could probably throw harder than Clayton. I could throw point. pretty hard, but <laughs> but it's a lie. But I professed it out loud. But it's a total lie, and I don't believe it. So maybe 
the difference that gets harder for me is, is if the person believes it, that they believe in their hearts, that they, that Jesus Christ is their Lord and, and has saved them from their sins. And they would probably be the well, head of the Southern Baptist community. Well, right. <laughs> okay. So this is going to be, is it, you odd, see the difference? A, yeah. But this is an odd example. I was watching the new, the new season of Ted Lasso and there's a woman that this character, uh, Keely brought in to be her assistant. And the assistant thought she was all that. And she actually lost a client and she still, she didn't realize that she didn't even know. And she thought, you know, who's coming with me? Like I am the the God here. And she had no idea that she was just causing destruction for this company. And so this person had to fire her. It's like, wait, what? It's like, yes. And so going back, it's like you, th- you say and think you're something. That's just incompetence though. R- right. But people can, they can take that as I believe this that's not so much incompetence. It might be uh, ego. It might be stupidity, like ignorance. It might be a plethora of things. Disillusionment, absolutely. I mean, I think there are people that are constantly walking around, or not constantly, but they're walking yeah. around going, or, or in our in churches that are like, uh, I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. It's like, what makes you a Christian? Yeah. Uh, I, well, I go to this church. That doesn't make you a Christian. Yeah, and, well, and that's I think that's I think good. the Matthew seven passage and that the heading or whatever is irrelevant. That's not in the Bible. Uh, that's not scripture. In my Bible. It's not. It's yeah, not scripture. I was, I was gonna say that like <laughs> it, it might not change the Andy's point, but like all those headings and the verses and the chapters and the all that stuff wasn't in the original. That, right. We all. Added I guess that. we shouldn't read any commentaries. But make sure you don't pick well, up any well, other no, books. But, but, you, <laughs> but it was it was changing it was changing the way you looked at the verse. Though. It added it's, context. It's, well, well, and so does commentaries. Oh no, no, but no, but I'm saying. But it does. I'm saying. I'm saying. Yeah, the, this can. passage. This passage. These people, they they were casting out demons and performing signs in Jesus' name. It sounds like they truly believed. So whether that heading is there or not, the, it sounds like they really were believing. They were doing things in Jesus' name. But then he says, depart from me, I never, for I, ne- uh, I never knew you. There is a separate question, which is, can you do those things and not believe in Jesus? It seems like you can. Well, then, well, no, then why I, would Jesus say that to them if, if they truly believed and they were doing those things? Because there's there something else. What was it? We've got to read more for context. I don't I know. I'm just I saying, that's, why, Scott, that's but, why the false disciples part is the only... I have the only other piece of data. Bring some other data. To- That's not a piece of data. <laughs> uh, this is actually, it is a piece of data. No. Then bring something else. Mm, and yeah. Herman. Okay. So, so when, so the example of the, the, the rich guy that goes to Jesus and he's like, Hey, um, you know, he comes in and he says, Hey, I believe and all this stuff. And Jesus says, okay, great. And he's like, I give, I give money to the poor, all this stuff. And Jesus goes, Okay. Uh, sell everything you have. I'm, I'm familiar it with it. I know. Yeah. So he you've he actually was, heard of this, Andy? He I've was, heard of this he one said, before. He says he he's he's plagiarizing he, right now. He kept. No, but he says doesn't he do like uh, I I kept all the laws. Yeah. What yeah. else? As part of it, and then, yeah. And then Jesus says, "Sell all you have and give to the poor." Yeah. So he he want he was, but that was specific to that man. I, well, you can right? ask you for like more data. This is one one piece where 
he's but that's he's, orthogonal. I'm asking about this passage, and you need to bring me more data about this passage. Hey, that's an way, orthogonal example. I, by the way, my am, speed I'm round not, has gone down about five miles yeah, per hour. No, okay. no, I, th- I think I think you're you're being a little too. Okay. Tight on this passage. Okay. Wow. Can I, we, I'm like, the ire of Sauron is not me right now. <laughs> just, I'm um, just saying okay. it. Um, first, well, well, first on, of all, I don't, I don't it's know. a weird one. I don't know what orthogonal means, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> and how dare you? Orthos, obviously meaning <laughs> bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> orthogonal. <laughs> or, I've been working out. What are you talking mattress. about? mattress. <laughs> Gone meaning sides. Uh, can we move on? Okay. Uh, if next next question, <laughs> I thought there was something there. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I, thought, I was ready to. Uh, yeah. I was ready to tag Andy I and think, jump in the ring. Yeah, I thought we were going somewhere. Go ahead. That's yeah, fine. You, I gotta leave pretty yeah. soon anyway. Oh man. Uh, Why, Andy? Lindsay can get her. What? Hopefully, she already did. Practice oh. has been over for twenty minutes. <laughs> Andy, why do some Christian churches, maybe all churches, say you're all invited to the table? What is that? Not Scott's church. You're all invited to the table. We invite, we inv- like it's a just a saying in churches. What is that? And why? Oh, did, not why even you- not even talking about communion. I mean, yes, it's like just a metaphor. It's just the, a metaphor right. for like all asking are people to yeah come in the doors. You're all welcome. I think it's probably a reference to Jesus would often sit and eat with sinners, and so that's probably trying to modernize the metaphor and saying. Uh, break bread with yeah we too would would like you to have a seat at the table no matter what you look like us. or or have done or okay since you're all you're, all, answer, th- you're all throwing in here uh, t- the follow-up so. is do you think jesus uh, so do you do how you, long is the table does jesus really invite everyone to the table scott what do you mean with table oh sorry scott what do you mean invite? <laughs> does jesus invite all to join him yeah yeah those those who have heard of him yeah Okay. Great. <laughs> Wait, did, you, did you think I would answer differently? No. Okay. I had no idea how you would answer. It just felt you... a little bit like a balloon, like air went out a little bit. No. Like, oh, okay. No, Next fill, question. Let me fill it back up. Do you think Jesus will invite you to the table? Why or why not? Scott? I, well, I think he already has. Yeah. You're talking about yes. on this earth? Yes. Then yeah, I've already been invited. Yes. Okay. What about like some kind of cool space table? <laughs> Scott, how often do you sit at that table? Not as often as I'd like to. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Judas sat right. at the table, so that's good. Well, yeah, so there's another example. There you go. Judas, he was there. He believed in Jesus to some degree. And I love, yeah. I love, he also so experienced things. great shame. Yeah. Great, okay. great bursting shame. So here Oof. is a little deeper question. Is there something in your past or currently that you feel disqualifies you, you as a Christian? Or let me just stop right there. So that question, I'm throwing it out there. Is there something in your past or currently that you feel disqualifies you as a Christian? Or in the moment you thought, I have let down God. Oh, you're adding I too much. Des- I don't deserve this. You're adding too much. Okay. I like the first one. The first, the first part of that. Is there something in your past or currently you feel disqualifies you as a Christian? I bet this podcast makes other people feel that about me sometimes. <laughs> <clears throat> Not in this room. Outside. No, no, no. I, I, I feel you, Andy. 
I know what you're talking about. There's some people who I'd be like, oh, you shouldn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. Like I, there's, I, I can think of a bunch of people where it's like, yeah, it's just going to end up you should doing go more listen harm to than good. Nate and Matt and Sammy. <laughs> That's their, right. On whatever their podcast is. Shout out to Matt Whitman. I got to reach out to that guy again. He's a good guy. Um, yeah. No. My answer is no. I just said, yeah, no. But <laughs> you no. did. Okay. Uh, Scott? Now, if you were to ask me that. <laughs> no, if. In your uh, past, if you went back to that moment in time, you. Nothing ever disqualifies you. That's. That's the be- that's what grace means. No, I deserve I, favor. No, I, that's not quite the question. Okay, well, that's how I chose to answer uh, it. That's what yeah, chat you, GPT. You, right. You answered in a very, like, uh, this is the definition within the Bible. But, but I'm saying as a human, was there, has there ever been a moment where you're like, I'm not even, I have complete, not only doubt, but this is done. I can't, like, this life. Like what I've done or my thoughts, I am, I am, I'm not there. I'm not a Christian. Sometimes I feel that way, but it's not related to behavior. I think that the making mistakes in my life, behavior-wise, and then feeling like, oh, I don't, I, I'm out because of my behavior. I, hopefully, that ship has sailed. Currently, it feels like that ship has sailed because I, I believe in forgiveness and I. I'm trying to be a version of uh, the love of God in whatever small ways. Um, obviously not perfectly. I feel like that has to ha- be said, but... Um, Caveats. But more, more it's like occasional bouts of doubt. Like like how much is it? Like what is actually real? What What is my anchor point when I'm not feeling like things are real or things are less real than I used to think or... You know, that kind of comes and goes because I'm always jumping on to new information and new ideas and the way people interpret what is truth in the world according to them. And so... Like you can get pulled a little bit in that direction. Yeah. So where is your anchor? It's love. It's like self-sacrificial love will change the world no matter what you believe and no matter what is actually true. So... Now you said you said nothing can disqualify you, but or I think earlier the response was that I thought you said yes, there could be a, a disqualification. Yeah, but anything in his life, looking so are, back, yeah, was that is that so that specific? Like, hey, one event or some sin can't disqualify me. Yeah, okay. like if yes, no. okay, because I, I mean, I I could play clips of preachers right now, some that have movies out that you would play the clip and be like, that doesn't sound like Jesus at all. Like anger and vitriol towards one's political enemies, and his name rhymes with uh, Schmeg Cock, and uh, uh, that was weird. Wow, yeah, are we going off That's on a tangent here? We might be. Okay, but but it <laughs> sounds gross. It's a. It does sound gross. Sounds like disease. I feel like it should be treated. Um, but it's <laughs> it's somebody that depending on the clip you hear him, there's not a lot of Christ in there. Well, Jesus got mad at some points. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because he loved people. But that's the answer to the earlier question is like... He still got mad. If if that was all... Now, it's a clip. Pretend 
obviously there's more to him than just those clips. But if his life was a version of that constantly, it's like, I don't see a lot of Jesus in that. Yeah. If that's the defining characteristic of that person. So that's was my yes to his previous question Mm -hmm. is like, yeah, that's where I'd be like, Oh, that doesn't seem like that's going to bear good fruit. That looks like Jesus. Mm. Kind of a thing. Interesting. So Scott or Andy, you want to chime in? Is there been a time in your life, uh, past or present where you you were just, um, you're like, I'm, how can I even call myself a Christian? Oh, I've definitely thought that. Yeah. Have you? And yeah. Now is that how recently? Okay. Now I don't, I don't know if that's reflective of whether I thought I was a Christian or not, or, or knew myself to be a Christian, but I, I definitely would say, how can I call myself a Christian? Want to split this one? Anybody? Yes. As in like, uh, you felt like your actions didn't reflect your beliefs. Yeah, they definitely didn't. Like a hundred percent did not. And I think that will be true for a hundred percent of Christians. Yeah. But, but it's like, yeah, like really bad things. But no <laughs> listeners, Zach just poured the first two seconds of the pour of the beer onto his shirt. He's continuing to pour more onto his shirt. It's right. It's all over his chest, all over his stomach. Too bad it's not YouTube. Schmegcock all over. <laughs> Good grief. Good Lord. What happened, man? I don't know. I blame operator. Uh, that is, it is a little bit of a full circle though. And, right. and in those moments, like, because I've I've felt the same. It's there's like a sometimes it's a hand in the cookie jar moment, and sometimes it's just you you feel that um, cognitive dissonance. You're like this isn't this isn't who I am. This isn't what I believe, and it's usually for me off often shame is associated there. Like oh, I you say Shane shame. Jeez. Really? Zach, Zach, you're Man. so insensitive. Just Just taking the again. knife and sticking hey. it in the back. Hey, I get to play that card. I know. Well, yeah. Uh, no, no, I never. I, I, I didn't you. think Andy, that I, you're forgiven. I didn't think that I lost my salvation. Okay. And uh, that's a good distinction in, the, in that moment. But definitely, I'm like, 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 what? Yeah, what am I doing? Like, this is this is not good. So you examine. So you examined your heart. I'll examine my actions. Because because I I could say I I could probably say yeah but I could say my heart wasn't in it like I didn't like I wasn't like oh I'm gonna go do this thing it's like all of a sudden I'm there I'm like yeah yeah from the not, heart the mouth speaks not good not good what about you I, Jeff I, well I I when I thought about this question I thought about you know like where will this go what does that mean I thought like if you're wanting to be a good husband want to be a good father or friend and then are there times that we fail and flop but we're like, wait, we're still friends or I'm, I'm, I'm mm. still my wife's husband or I'm still my kid's father. You're just a shitty one. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, but that could be the conclusion that somebody comes to in the moment. It's like, I'm, am I, am I, am I, am I a shitty, am I a shitty Christian or, and have I lost no, myself racist. and I should just quit? Like, I can't even, I can't be a father. I can't be a husband. I'll just get divorced. I'll give up on this. And, and that was kind of where this, where I kind of thought about this question, like as a Christian, there are times that everybody messes up sins and the, but then the promise they get in their own head and they eat themselves alive and they're like, I'm, I can't even call myself a Christian. Like I'm not even following Christ. I'm, and they give all, you give all the reasons and excuses 
and then you you some people just walk away. Maybe they come back, but that's kind of where I was at. It's like, have you any of you ever just walked away from the faith, or you had a moment where you're like, I'm at ground zero. That direction is back to Jesus, and this direction is into darkness or whatever, and I'm right here. Yeah, that's a weird scenario because if they if they were truly walking away, then it's like, okay, well, who cares if what you just did? Like, because you're you're like you're worried about offending God. You're right. If you're thinking about it, yeah. yes, you're still on the Jesus side. Yeah, I, it would seem that way. You're and still I, examining yeah. your own self and reflecting and being like against God's law. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because if you yeah, walked away, like in, if you walked away in disbelief, then it's like, okay, I don't care about God's right. law. It, it's not a sin anymore because I don't believe that anymore. But yeah, people can get into that, um, that cycle, circle, whatever, um, and feel, shame feel, cycle. Yeah, and yeah, like I mentioned, I was mentioned earlier where you don't want to approach God because of that shame and that guilt, that regret, wherever those lines meet or hide in the go, darkness, go away from each other. Yeah, yeah, and and there and there should be some. You should feel some shame, guilt, and regret, but you should repent and turn back and seek God because he, like Zach said, he's, Amen, brother. grace is there and he's He's waiting for you to, to return. Last question. Is there any way in which you are masquerading as a Christian? Ooh, yeah, probably. Goes, Did goes, you say but, masturbating as a Christian? Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're wasting yeah. seed. Yes, you're masquerading. Secret sin. <laughs> According to statistics, that's like 85% of men or something. Oh, well, or, that oh, means three, like that. Yeah. three and a quarter of us are. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think. Not right now. I, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, one of us statistically is thinking about it. <laughs> well, that's uh, hey, Is it wrong? I don't think uh, it's wrong. Depends. But yeah, but that but that goes. I mean, that's how are you using probably, it? Probably. So when I, I think it's probably that same idea, like doing something and then feeling, like knowing that thing is so bad. I'm like, how can I, how can I do it? I feel like I'm mas. Uh, good grief! I feel like I'm. <laughs> Wait, what? I feel like I'm masquerading yeah. as a Christian because I just did this thing, or because I don't do things I should do. Then yeah, I feel. Like I'm claiming to be a Christian. I'm not doing this stuff. When your actions are in conflict with your beliefs. Yeah. 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 I'll take overthinking my faith for 400, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think a young faith, I don't mean to sound condescending. It Maybe did. it's too late, but how many times did I ask Jesus into my heart as a teenager? The answer is a lot. Zero for me. But it was still zero, actually. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, get in there. <laughs> um, it, this is a good, I, I have a thought experiment that ha, is meaningful for me. And I, I'm not saying it's anything other than a thought experiment, although it might be. But an eternal God outside time and space, which most Christians believe that's what God is. Um, most people would probably believe if there is a God, it's outside time and space. But 
the grace is limited to our time and space. The grace is limited to our experience. And that's what most Christians believe, which is why there's this like, oh shit, am I not saved now? Or like, how far can I go? Can I be unsaved? Like, I, I believe, but I, I think, you know, once saved, always saved or not. Like, that's an eternal debate amongst Christians. And I can't say with certainty, but the idea of a God that cares about us personally, that's beyond time and space and eternal, but that God's grace is limited by our experience, no matter what your experience is and what you were born into, just seems so small and silly. I'm not even sure what you just said. Uh, but we, we talked about the conditional aspects before. Um, so for, for salvation, because right? we're, we're going, we're going through this, like, is there something you do or undo? Like there's plenty of people, every Christian struggles with like, Oh shit, I did that. Or they struggle with a version of like, am I out? Am I truly, am I going to miss the rapture for a lot of Christians? Mm. Even though it's not biblical, but, um, I'm just trying to trigger Scott, which I probably, no, I could, I could say a lot about that, <laughs> but, but, uh, which is what I used to believe. Like, Maybe I'm triggered. When we when we visited uh, that church in town, mm-hmm. and and it was baptism Sunday, and they baptism they baptismed like seven <laughs> man, they baptismed so many. <laughs> they did like seven high schoolers, and every one of them was like, "I was afraid I was going to miss the rapture. I was super scared, and so I committed my life to Christ, and now I'm going to be baptized." It was like right out of a handbook. Yeah, but I had that when I was a kid. Like you come home and you think your parents are supposed to be home and nobody answers. What, hey, anybody there? And like, there's like that brief thought, shit, I missed the rapture. Well, it's or, very telling of that theology that's fear-based. Right. But it's like, that's a God that, that care, like the God, <laughs> one of my favorite memes of Christendom is, is like this meme showing like an expanding view of like the city, like the, the, the person, the town, and it goes out the country, like, the globe, and then you see God behind like all of the universe, and his thought bubble is don't masturbate. <laughs> it's like it, the expanse of God beyond all time and space, and he's cared deeply about the individual, like, oh, you did that now. I can't shame help on you. Myself. Um, and that's not that there's not right and wrong things that can you know that are that are good. There's not relativism. I'm not speaking relativism, but um, I think this touches on like, is God a God? that only has grace for our personal experience where we have to get it right on our timeline or is God a little bigger than that? If you don't believe you will not be forgiven of your sin. That's clear in the Bible. And that's so, Scott's answer. <laughs> well, it's clear in the Bible. Like it, it says it over and over. It might be. He's just trying to bend the rules of time though. <laughs> to probably, say like yeah. when, when uh, is yeah. there a point where that the Bible was written at a time where that with a certain no understanding about God. Yeah. By different people and that had different yeah. understandings. And Jesus affirmed it. Yeah. And, and I think we have a better understanding about God. You do? In, in the Bible? Then definitely Old Testament, yeah. Wow. That's, do you think we have a better incredible. understanding than the Old Testament writers of the Bible of, about God and no. Christ? No. No. They didn't have Christ. They didn't have Christ, but they still understood about God. In the same way that we understand through Christ, more than, they understand more than you do. Yeah. Well, I think that's demonstrably <laughs> I could, false. I if could you pay say that. To scripture. So, so yeah. Let's put that in another way. Zach says he knows more about God than the Old Testament prophets. No, I think if you're a person that believes in Jesus, you have more understanding about God than than some writers in the Old Testament. Yeah, maybe God's plan of salvation, more detail. Yeah. 
Okay. All but, right. Thank but, you. But they I'll take st- it. They I'll still, take whatever I can get. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously they didn't know about Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that... that <laughs> That it was a, written in a time and a place with a specific understanding of which they had limited knowledge. They still understood. We know more. They still they still understood God more than we do. Here here in America, yeah. Oh, yeah. we've taken a step back. I think. But. Yeah, it's unknowable. <clears throat> hey, um, did you guys ever do this? Did you ever um, pray for the outcome of something that had already happened, but you had not yet learned of? What the outcome was? Yes. I don't remember what it was, but yes, that has happened. Wow, that was a definitive yes to have nothing behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Do it all the time. When was the last time? I have no idea. When you said yes that yeah, what, way, I was like, oh, awesome. Yeah. Tell me more. And then a blank. <laughs> Andy? What are you shooting? I, I shooting? do. Well, I can't remember what the thing was. I think it was probably someone like... Um, Wait, it's the same someone thing. Someone in, in the hospital. my answer. I'll give you, I'll give some detail, but I remember the first time this ever, uh, I ever encountered this, I was in high school with my parents and I think it's someone was in the hospital and we didn't know what the outcome was of some procedure. And, uh, but we, but we knew that it was done. We knew, like we knew the surgery was done. We didn't know what happened. And my parents were like, Hey, we can pray for this right now. And I think they saw the look on my face. Like I have done that. The math is not working. The thing is done. Won't it be in my high school head? I'm like, isn't this a wasted prayer? And they're like, God transcends time and space. He can hear our prayers yeah. and, and can it can be retroactively applied to a situation that we still don't know. Um, which, uh, I don't know. You can think about that in lots of different ways. I yes. I think I like that. I, I like I it think more I like than it. I don't like it. Yeah. And I have done that. Now that you say that. And what was your situation? I, I don't Blank. remember. Yeah, but it was like, it was a crazy situation where I knew it was, it was We're a shooting medi- blanks here. It was a medical procedure or whatever. And you're just like, was someone having surgery and you were in high school? It's happening. And it's probably your friend or whoever was <laughs> the same friend. Well, you, had, you do. I was in Bakersfield <laughs> in my spirit. Meg. <laughs> I should have said Brock. Sorry, I know the word cock can really throw people. You you say that and it just totally shuts me down. I'm like, I, I can't. I don't, don't even. Brock? Brock is need, fine. Okay. Or no, you don't like Brock? No, Brock, Brock shuts him no. down. Brock just no, immediately shut, shuts me down. <laughs> oh, we're getting that sound clip. <laughs> Timestamp. Okay. No, seriously. You've done that more than once where you use. So aggressively. It's such an aggressive word. It is. It feels like it's. And I never use it in real life. I never use it in real life. It's only. Yeah, don't, don't. I bet you don't. I don't. And it's probably for the best. I'm my, I'm going to deservedly get scolded by my wife. She hates that word. I don't even like that word. Like I don't. Some, if you listen to comedians of which I do, what are you consuming? I like comedy. So a lot of comedy. There it is. Maybe that's our segue. But yeah, that uh, is a segue. A lot of comedians. I'm not. Hit it. I'm not triggered by, uh, you know, language or content that is unless Scott says it. Adult, um, in like the comedy sense. And so you hear that word a lot in a way that I would never use. But I'm just kind of immune to it. But um, feels like we've been talking about that too much now. Probably. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why don't you just stop talking for a little bit? Okay. <laughs> I think I, I I need to leave, but I did. I, I did have consuming? one. I did have one uh, point one, of clarification. Oh, one clarification. Oh. I did. I, I did a little bit is of poking around. Bible, Andy. It is. Well, it's okay. from the Bible adjacent. Let's get biblical. What I, biblical. I saw something else that that was getting to the heart of what I was trying to say about that Matthew passage, in that Jesus is explaining that. To do the will of God means something more than actions so that the activities could be in line with the will of God, but that it requires genuine faith was the piece that was missing. And that's what I was referring to when I said false disciples, that they didn't, they weren't believing internally. So the actions themselves were hollow. Which is interesting. James might have a little beef with that, but faith without works. I, I like it ties the two together and that's what he was saying. You had one without the other. Right. And James is saying yeah. you have to have both. So it, he doesn't have beef. He actually supports it. I think you can interpret it that way, but I and think there was it. actual real disagreement, um, which shouldn't throw us too much. Like Christians that believe the same things will disagree about the details all the time. I think you can see that in some of the Bible. No, I think James is in agreement with, with Jesus and Paul. Yeah, the Bible's perfect, Andy. You're right. No, there, there's no, yeah. there's no, there's no, no reason to go. Oh, they're I'm just perfect. like they're contradicting each other. There's, I don't think there is. It does sound know. like they're saying the same thing. The point was yeah. that Jesus was saying the faith component was missing from whatever they were doing. The actions and activities were not rooted in faith, and so if you think that Jesus didn't know the hearts of the people, well, then yeah, because he did. And we he, don't want to say he, contradiction, so says, we say they were saying the same thing just differently. Well, no, they're not saying they're not saying something different. They are right. saying the same thing. That's what, that's my point. But but yeah, that, that's true. So so it it talks about if you um who who whoever, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But then where uh, Jesus says, uh, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Right. So that both of those components are there throughout the gospels. It's not one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was just pointed, which is in, what in James the case, says. In the case that you pointed out, though, it was the missing component was the faith, is what Jesus was referring to there. Hence, the false disciples. Um. Well, they, they ended up being false disciples, but at the time, Jesus Jesus might know that. But when we're looking at them, uh, uh, we're looking you at can them. You just say, "Yeah." I just want you guys to know that I'm praying this conversation ends. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Zach, what have you been consuming? Whoa. Answer to prayer. <laughs> hey, hey man, Amen. baby. Uh, Zach, what have you been okay, consuming? Okay, he's got to go. Uh, Ted Lasso and... Yeah. Um, it's fine. Man, the soccer is... They don't even try to get the soccer halfway decent, but the story is good. And it's a, it's a decent... I like the show overall, but anytime there's like a sports moment with soccer, it's like, this is terrible. They barely tried. Uh, season three, yeah. yeah. But it always like the whole season. Like, there's a couple times where it's like, oh, he did kind of a soccer move, and there's a lot of times where it's like, I just see, I just picture Gwen's soccer coaches just rolling their eyes. Wow, you're really critiquing yeah. Ted Lasso. Um, but it's not supposed to be. It's it's not a soccer show. Soccer is the vehicle. Yeah, it's a movie about a man. Yes, and so it's it's good. Um. That there's a new classic crime album. Matt McDonald has been on this podcast. Oh, that's cool. He, he played at our house a while back, years ago, a little house show. Um, but we did have him on the podcast. This is going back a couple of years, so you could search for it. But uh, they are in uh, classic crime form. It's it's just solid. It's just good, independent, 
rock music. Classic, classic crime. Yep. Yep. Andy McCraw. Uh, I was sick a couple of days. Still kind of so had a little bit of it. consumed saliva? No, but, you know, when I was just in bed and watching stupid stuff, and I stumbled across um, Party Down. Oh, my gosh. You know what I'm talking about? I do, but I haven't watched it. It's stupid. Uh <laughs> I watched too many episodes. It's it was funny, and then um, yeah, it's is that Adam Scott? Adam Scott's in it, and he's great. Adam Scott from he's in Parks and Rec and yep. Severance. Severance. <clears throat> um, and I didn't realize. I think this is an older series. Anyway, uh, it's about it's about uh, a bar a, a guy who's a failed actor goes back and joins his old buddy at this catering gig mobile catering gig and it's a terrible job and it's ridiculous and all the shenanigans that happen at every single like catering event that they have to go to and how, how all the people who work there are dirt bags and <laughs> yeah it it was a waste of my time uh, <laughs> <laughs> i wish scotty, i could get that back scotty uh, scooter holbert what are you consuming uh, just stuff about the economy you know, like uh, France joining the BRICS, BRICS nations, de-dollarization. What's, what's BRICS again? Brazil, Russia, India, what? China, Saudi Arabia. I like how you said China like uh, Donald Trump. Um, so they're they're China. They're buying oil in non-U.S. dollar. Oh, yeah, that thing. Lots, yeah. And so France is joining them. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of economic news going on. Good time. I've been on for a while. Yeah. One day, I hope America's like, oh, you mean like 800 bases around the world? Like basically occupying the universe, people are going to eventually be like, oh, what are we doing? Mm. And nobody else did that except the Roman Empire. Oh, the Brits kind of had a... Yeah, okay. It is. Yeah, yes. It's I, worth Dutch, noting. The Dutch kind of did that a little bit. The, so we all did it. From America's so perspective now, you, <laughs> the adorable Brits. The mongrels. The oh, yeah. Brits were the powerhouse of the universe. You know, obviously Rome. Bob but even like Genghis more, Khan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it, 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 I don't know. Okay. You don't I, know. Got, I got tons yeah. of foreign policy I want to go into. This is not the podcast for it. You could, I'm going to start my new podcast well, speaking of Christ Superstar. <laughs> speaking of powerhouses and uh, overtaking the world, I uh, was given HBO once again by Zach Crater. Thank you for the subscription. Back in his good graces. And now Benefactor. I am watching, I am watching once again, Game of Thrones the second time through. Oh, and medieval it's porn. Ju- it's just as good. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Not so sure I'm a Christian anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you better be watching that with your wife every single time. This Telling isn't porn because it's not a porn website. Tanya and I watched Ted Lasso from nine to ten, and then she's oh. like, "Good night." I'm like, "Game of Thrones," uh, and I watched that until like one a.m. and. Uh, so good. Oh yeah, in Succession, I started that again. Uh, you know what? I watched that first episode, and I'm like, I haven't even watched another. I don't know if there's probably been a couple, but I have not been consuming that. But you have. So you did like it get any better after the first episode? I actually went back a few episodes into the previous season to yeah, catch okay. up, and so I'm not on the new season. Yeah. But I did like the first couple seasons were like 
I love it. It's like hot garbage, but I love it. I mean, first, first it's so season, well written. About first this. season, yeah. fan friggin' tastic. But this that first episode, I'm like, I got maybe I'm just I need to get. It's past more of the that. same, maybe. Uh, not more of the same. Okay. Anyway, neat. Uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> I just, I think there's something about like just I love I love it. It's all leading up to. The worst ending of a of a of a series. No, no, no. Most disappointing. No, it, the whole the storyline for me, it ends when the girl, when what's his name dies, takes the knife and yeah, boom, the one puts guy. it through the what are they called? White Walkers. And that guy totally like dies. that moment. I'm like, God. you can just shut the, you could shut it all down right there. The hours and hours and hours was all worth it right there. That's a good story. Boom, I'm done. I'm, I'm just want to lead up to that point, and I won't watch past that. Just, I don't know. It's it's uh, really good. I've been consuming it for three hours every night. That's what I'll be doing in about an hour. Anyway, guys, so great. All right, at Bros Bibles Beer on most of the socials. Bros Bibles Beer at gmail dot com. Um, if you want to like ping us or whatever, and Andy mentioned the the voicemail at anchor.fm slash bbb pod there's some button on there if you go there you'll find a button and you can leave a message but i heard that the voicemail can only go for a minute so just do it for a minute <laughs> yeah make your thoughts pithy yeah make a pithy pithy or do as some have done and leave like 17 messages that's fine oh, peter minute. tubers do it yeah. peter tubers PeterTubers.com is still available peter so if you want to grab that I bet tubers.com is taken, but don't look that up. <laughs> don't look, don't look that up if you want to be a Christian. Because then you'll, you'll be out. Tubaholic. <laughs> Just like a bunch of tubas. <laughs> a bunch of tubas. Did you say tubas? Tubas. Oh, tubas. I feel like I'm in the middle of a Beavis and Butthead episode now. Oh, it's gotten stupid. <clears throat> All right, well. I, I like you guys. Energy, energy. I like you guys. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know. I think I we're know. gonna survive. I think we're gonna Wait, survive. Wait, Scott, you were gonna say, "I like you, Scott." Uh huh. And <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this is like, a, do I say I you love said you? That I love you. I don't think. I don't. You think said she's that weirder than a kid sucking on the <laughs> tongue of the Dalai Lama. <laughs> thank you. Dude, thank you. <laughs> grace, peace, oh, cheers. You mean like right now in front of everybody? <laughs> Dude. I really I wish hope his there's... face wasn't blurred out so we could see the hesitation. Oh. I really hope there's mu- <laughs> silence, just a subtle music playing over the top of this. The Dalai Lama is just a wagon pulled by a llama. <laughs> no, it's just like a stuffed llama. Oh. The Dalai Lama. Big boobs.